Hello, hello. My name is Rachel Ivy, and you are listening to The Blueprint. This is a podcast that was designed to create a space for meaningful conversations around issues that impact the construction industry. Today, our co-host is Alderman Walter Burnett from the 27th Ward. He is the perfect co-host for this conversation because he is one of the most experienced individuals in construction in the city of Chicago. So, Alderman, thanks for co-hosting with me today. Oh, thanks for having me. I don't know about that, but I appreciate it. I'll take it. <laughs> um, so, Alderman, who do we have here? Who do we have with us today? So, we, we have here... Um, Lashandria, uh, and Lashandria, what, what's your last name, Lashandria? Dewberry. Dewberry, okay, yes. Dewberry. And Lashandria is a female project engineer. Yes. Uh, so she's very smart and very capable. And we also have um, Melvin Henley. Uh, Melvin is, is a, uh, he owns a construction company, but he didn't start there. So the whole theme of this show is to talk to this a young man and young woman, right? Ask them how they start and what's next in the construction industry. Am I right, Rachel? Yep, that's it. Um, here at Communities Empowered Through Construction, a lot of times we run through problems where we have older individuals who've been in the construction a, a, a while and they can't seem to find work. And then we also have a hard time placing them. And so I'm always interested to be able to present options. So, like, if you can't, you know, if slow is work is slow here in construction, what else should you be, should be thinking about? Like, what's next for you if physically your body can't do it anymore? Or if I'm young and I'm just getting into the construction, what should I be thinking about um, as I'm going through this process? And so, I guess to kick us started, I mean, to get us going, won't you walk us through your construction career? So, Marvin, kind of set up, you know, how you got into this trade, how you got into the trades. Yeah, tell us then, who Marvin is, Yeah, because you got a long bio. Well, first of all, <laughs> it's Melvin. Melvin, oh, I'm sorry, Melvin. Did I say it wrong, Melvin? Yeah, yeah you did, not I followed you, I'm sorry, I messed you it up. You messed me up, girl. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's all good. So, I uh, started out as a carpenter, right? Mm-hmm. Um, taking it before that, my father was a carpenter, local 58, way up north, and um, he kind of impressed upon me to get a trade. Now, I scored high, you know, in high school and got accepted into DePaul. Um, I went to DePaul, I graduated. <clears throat> but I didn't want to do electronic business. I, I was going to say, what you what you major in? I went to DePaul, too. Uh, Fullerton Campus or downtown? I went downtown, MBA okay. program. Okay. So, uh, elect, uh, e-commerce. Okay. Website development. Um, uh, that type of stuff. I, I didn't like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, coming up in the trades, sometimes I would regret that decision or I would think I would regret that decision. Like, you know, on the cold days, it's like, man, I could be in somebody's office. Click you know? clacking away. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously that, that um, persistence and determination has paid off in a, in a way, and I'll get to that. Um, went to Curie High School, um, took uh, carpentry there. The day of my luncheon, I uh, took the aptitude test with the carpenters, and then I graduated. Went to DePaul, graduated. 
Uh, it was a two-year waiting list. And I grew up on the south side of Chicago, Bronzeville, low end. And um, I wanted to get to the Chicago campus, which is on 21st and Union. But it was a two-year waiting list for that and El Grove Village. So the about six months after I had graduated from DePaul, the Elgin campus called me and was like, hey, you just got to make it out here. But if you can, we can get you into the program. I didn't even have a car. I was I was 18, mm-hmm. you know, so or 19 at that point. Um, uh, my father, he bought me, you know, he co-signed for a car. I had Don't a little Pontiac. That. I had a little Pontiac <laughs> Sunfire. It was not construction ready at all. It was a Pontiac <laughs> Sunfire two door. You know what I'm saying? And um, I, I went out to Elgin, and that's when my career started. After we finished, after I finished the nine week uh, pre apprenticeship program, I got indentured February 21st, 2002. So this February 21st that just passed made 20 years. Oh, congratulations. Wow, so you've been a carpenter for 20 years. Yes. Fantastic. So now what do you do? So now I am a, <clears throat> I'm the owner hey. or president <laughs> of uh, Pack Leaders, which is a general contracting company. We hold a Class A uh, license, so we have an unlimited license. We're going to get up to that capacity. Uh, but uh, we do project management, construction management. Actually, Pack Leader stands for Project and Construction Leaders. Okay. So project, construction management, um, and we're signatory to the Carpenters Union. So now I have, I actually have some other guys that I used to work for. They they are a part of the team. So being signatory with the Carpenters Union means that people can come work for you and you can put them in the union. Absolutely. So far, we 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 uh, became signatory. Uh, I want to say September. I'm I'm good with dates sometimes. September 23rd. Okay. Of, of 2021. Congratulations. Thank you. So far, we've sponsored four individuals. Three, I love it. Three, um, three apprentices and one journeyman. So that's a big step, stepping from being a carpenter to stepping over to having a company. Because when you, when you step over to having a company, then now you got to pay the carpenters who work for you, but then you got to pay their union dues, the union stuff too, right? So yep. tell, us, tell us about that transition over and, 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 and what all you have to deal with now? I mean, I know you got to insure equipment. You got to have a, a, a place and all that stuff. Because everybody look at folks like you, and they be like, hey, man, can you make me like him? You know, I want to do that. But they yeah. don't know what all you have to do to do that. So being a carpenter for 20 years and through the ranks, you know, um, going from apprentice to. And we're going to have to, just so you know, not to cut you off, we only got like 20 minutes. Okay. Right? So we got to speed it up. Okay. Um, uh, basically, uh, going from apprentice to journeyman to, uh, foreman to assistant superintendent, I kind of thought that I knew how to run a business, but once you actually make that transition, then you see, oh, there's insurance. We just, we just finished the workers comp audit. I'm old 20 grand, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) But that's all part of it. That's part of it. It's part of it, you know? So you got to pay workman's comp. So if somebody say they get hurt on a gig. You got to pay them while they off. Yeah. Right. But the audit, it, so no, so far, uh, can't knock on wood, but so far no one's gotten hurt. The audit but is based off of audit. your payroll. Correct. It's not based off whether or not you, not initially, it's not based mm-hmm. off how many um, claims you filed, but it's based off of your actual payroll. So. And by us going from non-union to union, that payroll jumped. Ooh, yeah. It, it, it jumped. So now that's where those extra expenses, like you said, uh, paying for uh, uh, tools. There's union rules that I know from being a carpenter, working for other companies like Ashlar and, and Ujama and Brown and Moment. 
Um, All black companies. Yeah, I've worked with, man, I've worked with uh, Two in One. I've worked with uh, oh, Clayco, Kiwit, McHugh, Path. You know, I've had a, a well-rounded career. And um, uh, uh, some of the union rules are power tools. The company has to provide the power tools. Hand tools, you know, cordless, that's something that you as a carpenter or, or the worker provide. But PPE, you know, we just uh, <laughs> we just bought a, a, a few boxes of, of safety vests, glasses, gloves, and hard hats. All of those are expenses that you have to roll into your bids. And uh, sometimes, you know, you got to wait to get paid. You got to wait to get paid. But you got to keep keep so you, paying. So you got to come up with the money first. You got to you got to spend money to make money. Correct. Yeah. Good deal. Good deal. So 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 a lot of guys who's been in the business for years who like Rachel say they may, you know, can't handle the cold anymore or can't bend over anymore, or can't climb anymore. If they want to transition, what would you recommend that they do? So I would say um they need to identify where they want to go. If if they're no longer wanting to be in the trades or, or in the field, they need to see if they want to be a superintendent or, you know, if a project manager or uh, some of those steps. And if they want to make that ultimate jump and work for themselves, they have to have, I, I would say it's going to be a lot better if they have resources and mentors. I didn't have a mentor. You didn't no. have a mentor? Okay. I'm still looking for a mentor. Okay, well, we may be able to help out the yeah. communities in Power Through Construction. We definitely may be able to help you out in that regard. Um, but before we jump over to LaShondria, I do got one other question. So what was the what was it for you that was like, okay, I want to transition from being, say, a superintendent or a tradesman to I want to run my own thing or, like, I want to I want to do this on my own? <laughs> you laugh, I'm laughing, laughing y'all. because I can't <laughs> say names, but I got laid off, and it was not – it was not a good layoff. It was it was a very fishy layoff to the point where the union came, uh, stepped in in my behalf and made the company pay me all the back pay that they weren't paying at the right rate. Mm -hmm. And at that point, um, I was like, you know, bump this. I'm going to do my own thing. Yeah. So, which is a point to a lot of things. A lot of people don't realize that there is still a lot of systematic racism that exists within this industry. And so I think that has been a motivating factor for why a lot of trades may are looking to do something different or to start their own, um, their own businesses. So I applaud you. That's, that's a wonderful how thing. How many people do you employ? So right now we have 12. And how, how many of them are African-American? <laughs> uh, six. Okay. That's good. That's good. So, so, so that's what I always say. In order for us to help our folks, we got to be in a position. If you own your own business, you can help your folks better. Mm -hmm. Right. You right. make you you the decision maker. You at the table making the decisions and having the conversation. So. So the four we sponsored two were black. Yeah. Fantastic. That's amazing. That's great. Congratulations to you, man. Thank you. So, may I ask how old are you? I'm 39. 39. All right. Yeah. You young. Okay. Good deal. Yep. Lashandria. Hey. Hi. <laughs> Good. So, LaShondria, we want to hear from you because you are a project engineer, something totally different in construction, but you also have a history as a tradeswoman in the industry. So, tell us how that, give us, walk us through your career. Okay, so I started off about six years ago as a journeyman laborer. I didn't go through the apprentice. Um, I already had, like, previous uh, skills to get me to that point. Oh, well, I didn't have to apply for the apprenticeship. Okay. Uh, I came right in as a journeyman. 
Um, and, 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 and for the audience, an apprentice is a first level person trying to become a regular construction person. Right. A journeyman when you get the regular pay and you are a full-fledged construction person. Yes. Um, and so from there, um, I started working as a, a, a laborer. I did cement. My local is 76 cement. I did heavy highway okay. engineering work. Um, and So you the person that we, we flying by on the expressway. We see you over there. Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what you doing now? Um, so I went back to school. Okay. Because I got tired of the hard labor. See? <laughs> People, what's next? What else we what else yeah, can we do? So that was next. Um I I I applied um my my intentions originally was just to get my BA, uh to go back and finish my BA um in project management. And so I did that with uh, also a, so I got a, it's a, I, I did a lot. I went, originally went back um, to, for public administration to do for the project management part um, and end up getting into public policy as well. So I did that and just getting with a few of my professors, uh, they was like, hey, you know, you're a good writer won't you go ahead and apply for the master's program? So I did that, um, and I just graduated recently. Congratulations. Yes. From yes. UIC. Congrats. Congratulations. The MPA program slash project management and construction. Yeah. And project engineer. So I did a lot. Yeah. <laughs> in, one, so, in, a, in a small bit of time, but. So you worked for several companies? Uh, I have over the years, um, mainly with Walsh, I started with Walsh. They one sponsored me into the union, um, but I also worked with um, um, Power and Sun. Okay. So um, during the summers, I worked with Walsh, and then in the winter time, I did building work with Power and Sons. What was the motivating factor for you to be like, okay, I'm gonna go back to school and do something different? Um. Oh, one, you said it. You said you were cold. No, I was, well, <laughs> I was yeah, like, I'm cold. But it was just I, I was, I didn't, I knew I didn't. So I, in the beginning, when I started, I said I was only going to give it ten years. Okay. And I was out, you know. And I knew once I got in that construction is where I wanted to be. Okay. Um. Uh, so, like I said, I got tired of the hard labor, and I was just like, uh, I got tired of the layoffs. Um, and I went back to school. Yeah, construction is definitely it definitely has that cyclical nature that a lot of people can't withstand, which is why I just think having these conversations about what what else can we do, how should we be looking at this, mm-hmm. um, even for you, um, Melvin, what would you tell somebody who's just getting in, you know, in this industry, like how you were able to stay, but looking back, what would you have done differently to help you get? to where you are now. So, like, if you knew early on that you were going to start your business, what would you have done differently early on? That's a good question. Or what advice say, would you give them? So, like, okay. I'm, I'm young. What advice would you give somebody new who's in a, getting into construction? So I've been talking to the uh, guys over at Project Hood and um, a few other places, a group of young guys, and I kind of tell them that um, I think they have to – really want to do this because the money is great, but the money is not going to keep you because you have to deal with so many other aspects that you look at the money. Sometimes it's like, man, 
if he say that to me one more time like that, <laughs> this fit, this forty dollars or whatever it is is not going to be enough, mm-hmm. you know. And it, it's a mindset, so you have to have it has to be a paradigm switch that no matter what you're going to keep doing this and you're going to set these goals for yourself and you're going to keep going. I always didn't want to just be a carpenter. It's nothing wrong with it, and I love it, but it was all right. I want to be a lead carpenter. Then I want to be a foreman. Now I want to be a superintendent. Uh, what's next? Project manager. Now, you know, so always have some some type of uh, ascension. Yeah. So that's great. I wanted to ask you, uh, Lysandria. Yes. So you started at Walsh. So, so you started at Walsh, mm-hmm. and now you're project manager, and you work for several other companies. So right now you're working with Zali over at... Ashler. Uh, Ashler. And you actually doing a, a project in our ward. You're the project manager for the Damon L. Stop. Project engineer. Project engineer. Mm-hmm. So what's a, what's a project engineer? What's the difference in project manager and project engineer? Uh, project engineering is basically, well, we, we handle all of the, like, the infrastructure estimates, estimating. Um, it's a lot of paperwork right now, but we go out and make sure all the measurements are right, making sure everything is, um, the infrastructure is set up correctly, and things like that. So more on the technical side versus project management may be like the overall overarching umbrella. Right. right. So the project managers typically handle all of the office paperwork, making sure like uh, uh, like what we're doing now, we're doing a lot of the submittals for CDOT and RFIs, making sure uh, all the I's are dotted, T's are crossed. So, so coincidentally, uh, there's a guy who owns a construction company mm-hmm. who's also a developer. Okay. Who started out at Walsh? I don't know if you know Cornelius Griggs. No. So you don't I know haven't heard Cornelius nothing. Griggs is with GMA. I know okay. Cornelius. So Cornelius started out with Walsh. I don't know what he was doing with Walsh. He went to the army, came out, he went to get with Walsh. Probably need to get him on a show. But then he, now he does construction. Mm-hmm. But now he's also a developer, and he's not just doing uh, construction here. He's doing construction all over the country. Okay. He's in New York. He's in Washington. He's doing a couple of things, but he started out just like you, mm-hmm. you know, but he had that ambition and uh, to do more. And of course, just like everybody else, you get tired of uh, dealing with people on this level, right? It's easier to deal with them on another level, exactly. right? Mm-hmm. So I love it. Even, even out the playing field, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah so that's up. great. Yeah. So um, one of the next questions would be, um, what's next for you guys? So, like, as you starting to, you know, you, you're doing this, you're graduating. So, what's next for you, LaShondria? Um, Right now, so I just started, of course. Um, so, everything is new to me. But what's next for me is just basically learning the, uh, how would I, learning everything that I need to know so that I can start my own construction okay. company. Okay. Okay, good. That's okay. good. So Entrepreneurship. We're have another construction company. Mm-hmm. All right, good deal. So, so what's important with you is how how does how what would you what advice would you get other young women? Because you know a lot of females, and I see you know you you know it look like somebody you, you take care of yourself. You know, a lot of females. <laughs> Her nails done. <laughs> <laughs> a lot, a lot of females. You know, don't want to get in the construction industry for whatever reason. Um, What's your advice to to young ladies? Um, I tell women all the time, you definitely have to have, you have to have the confidence and the skill sets to um, take that knowledge 
and apply it to the to the industry. And with that, um, just what I did, not saying, you know, stay quiet and keep your head down, but at the same time, take in as much as you can. Learn. That's my biggest thing. Learn. I think I've learned everything in my trade. And when you can learn and apply those things, then, you was know, it, they kind of build your confidence. Was your learning which on site, like on the job training, or was it more of you went to the halls to get your training? Or did you have a mentor? Like, wh- how were you able to stay in it as long as you've stayed in it? It's always on the job site. It's on the job site. So okay. with me, I just, um, you know, I, I tell people all the time, I got alligator skin. Okay. So I'm real tough. tough. Skin. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you you gotta have that. You just gotta you know when it's, soak it's, in, it's a, soak it's in a knowledge. Small huh? percentage like of women in the trade. So you know, just getting out there and kind of putting your mind to like, okay, I could do just as much as you. Did so were man. you looking? Were you kind of standing off looking and watching what everybody was doing, or you at? For the most part, there were people in the industry that didn't mind helping you and showing you things. Oh, definitely. Okay. Um, but like I said, I'm tough, so I'm all up in your face. Oh, Whether okay. Whether you like it or not, okay. you're going to teach me. Got you. Okay. okay. So and that's what we, they supposed to We can't to. let your looks fool us, huh? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Good deal. Good deal. So so, so tell us, uh, what advice would you give to a young brother out there? So I know you, know, you told us about... Uh, you went to high school and, and then you went to college and your father was a carpenter, but you actually come from the hood too, right? Being mm-hmm. on low end, I know it wasn't all peaches and cream, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So how, what'd you tell the young brothers out there uh, who, who come from the hood, you know, and, and, and one, I don't think a lot of folks know how much you can make in construction. I, so you, you still in my thunder right now. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I would, that's exactly what I've said, you know, um, you don't have to, they, they preach the narrative, and I say the infamous they, whoever they are, they preach the narrative that uh, we're either going to be a doctor or an attorney or a rapper or an athlete. Mm-hmm. They don't talk about, hey, you can be in construction, and there's different aspects of construction. There's MEPs, there's specialty trades, there's a carpenter, there's project management, there's uh, you know so many different aspects. You can even, if you don't want to get, uh, do the physical work, you can be a, a soil tester or a, sur- a surveyor. Mm-hmm. There's so many aspects from civil to infrastructure to uh, um, the building trades that you can get into. So I would always say, man, it's another way. That's that's what I would tell them. It's another way to make some money. And you can make real good money too. You know, And you don't have to worry about putting your, putting your keeping your back, uh, uh, not having your back to the exits, looking over your shoulders everywhere you go because I've lived that life too. You know, and now I, I was, I was, um, I, my office is in West Loop and I walked over to uh, uh, the Fulton Market the and I was, at, I was at Beatrix I yesterday <laughs> and I was sitting there just chilling with my back to the exit. I'm like, it feels good. I, and I thought about it just briefly. Like, it feels good not to be worried about who, who's looking for me. Who's mm. coming in there? Who's coming in there? So that's what I would say. Something's going to jump off. And what's next for me, I, I don't know if you're going to ask, but uh, Prime and I then Developer. It. I love that's, it. That's Those are the steps. 
I love it. So it sounds like, just to kind of wrap us up, because we got to get out of here, is that literally when you go in the trades, it's no different than going to any other industry. You have to constantly set goals for yourself. So um, a lot of times it's hard to just get in the trade. So getting into an apprentice program, that's one goal. Then the next goal is, you know, how do I become a superintendent or how do I become a project manager? So constantly looking for the different opportunities and being intentional about moving up in the industry. I will say this. Go as ahead. long as we continue to get the work, we will continue to sponsor our own. So. But, but tell me this. Tell me this also. Why does it seem like a lot of us aren't in the industry? And why is it that a lot of us don't try to get into the industry? Because of the barriers of entry. The barriers of entry. That's another topic for sure. I okay. love it. I so, love it. So I love it. There are, there are a ton of barriers to... So people just think we don't... One, they want, besides the prejudice stuff... Do we want to do it, and it, do they think other people work harder than us, or is there a stereotype on us? All of that. All of that. <laughs> yeah. So we have to change that narrative, right? Yep. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a lot of us who work. So, you know, I just think about, if you think about, you know, you look at those old movies, and you see the when, when black folks first migrated here to Chicago from down south, Black folks was doing everything, mm -hmm. especially in the construction industry. We were the we were the construction guys. We, we were, were building cheap the labor. houses. Exactly. That's right. We, we were doing yeah. everything. So uh, they have this uh, program at the Carpenters Union, and uh, I know we got to wrap up, but I'll say it's it's the three hundred heavy hitters, uh, and they kind of explain the history of the union. Mm -hmm. It started by black people. Started by black mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. and, and, in and Pennsylvania, eighteen eighty one. And we don't know that. And see, we need to we need to make make sure our folks know where we came from and what we're capable of because we've been building houses for a long time. Absolutely. And that's what the blueprint is all about, having those conversations so we can educate each other on this whole construction industry and our role in it. So I want to thank all my guests for coming out and hanging out with us today. Thank you, Alderman Burnett, for being my host. And if we have any listeners who have show ideas or they got additional questions, please feel free to send us an email at contact at basemagazine.com. And make sure you follow us on Instagram. And our handle is at basemagazine. And, of course, listen to us on our Apple Podcast or Spotify. And remember, you are listening to The Blueprint.